0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever there's this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. It is a Monday morning. Hopefully you have the, you don't have the Monday blues. Hopefully you're sitting with a W in the win column from this past weekend. If you need someone tonight, hopefully you get that player to get you the production you need. If you're trying to fade someone, hopefully you're able to fade that player. Let's hope you can pull out the W in week nine as the season continues to move on, move along. I am Jamison. I am the genius running solo today. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the games from this past weekend. We're going to look back on the games, look at some big players that put up some big numbers, some players putting up some duds. We're also going to take a look back at that uh, Thursday night game between the 49ers and the Cardinals on Halloween. And we'll also talk about the one, the game tonight that's going to close out Week 9, the Cowboys and the Giants, a big-time rivalry in the NFC East. We're going to take a look at the one-game slate if you're playing over there on Draft or fan i'm going to give you an idea of, of some players i'm looking at on that one game slate to try to, to be a little bit more contrarian unfortunately i think this game's a little less to be contrarian i think there's gonna uh, there's gonna be harder ways to kind of have that uh, um that rare lineup like we've seen in, in uh, some other slates here but we'll try to figure out how we can maybe be a little more contrarian tonight to take home that big prize on a one-game slate. That's right, each and every uh, one of these one-game slates, lots of life-changing cash on the line. Hopefully, if I can't win it, one of you guys can, and we can hopefully get there with each other and kind of try to uh, put together the right lineup. So I'll kind of give you some plays I'm looking at for that game. So. Before we get into that, let's go on ahead and uh, if you've not followed us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow at Twitter. We are at Fan Sports Genius over on Instagram. We are at Fantasy Football underscore Genius underscore, and our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. We have our monthly, weekly, full season packages available for our mastermind chat. We have DFS and season long packages both available. Still, our weekly and full season packages available. I'm also going to get with a hold of our subscription folks and have them slash that price down. Now that we're at the halfway point, we're going to slash, uh, slash those uh, full season packages down. So if you're on the fence on whether or not to sign up, be on the lookout on the site. We are going to slash those in half um, now that we've reached that halfway point of the season. Try to hopefully Put you over the top. And again, I can't stress it enough. We're having some great conversations with the folks that have already signed up for our Mastermind chat. If you have any draft questions, if you have any um, uh, roster questions, if you have any trade questions, whatever kind of question you have for fantasy football, we can answer those questions. I'll get back to you within 24 hours. Most likely, will be within a couple hours. And I, those, the conversations I'm having with those folks right now on, the, on our mastermind chat are going well. So, if you're on the fence on whether or not to, to sign up for that mastermind chat, definitely give it a look. Weekly, monthly, full season packages available. It's the mastermind chat, what we created that for to kind of make you a better DFS and season long owner. Let's go on ahead and jump right on into today's podcast. Let's begin with the 49ers and Cardinals back on Thursday. On Halloween, a spooky day when we saw the Arizona Cardinals push the 49ers to the end of the game. And yes, the 49ers are our lone, undefeated team now that the Patriots lost last night to the Ravens. So the 49ers are the lone, undefeated team, but they got pushed to the to the brink um, against the Cardinals. The Cardinals had a shot there at the end, didn't get weren't able to make the stop on fourth down. The game ended, and the 49ers continue to be undefeated. Great ground game, great play by Jimmy Garoppolo, great defense. The 49ers have the recipe to have success in this league. But I also think they're going to be going through a big stretch of games. They are going to their tough part of the games. they um, coming up next eight games. Taking a look at their schedule, some big time uh, games. They're going to, have to kind of hopefully their defense can continue down this road where they can put together some dominant. Right now, this 49ers team is on fire. And. It, the only thing that's kind of frustrating as a fantasy owner is you just don't know at running back who's going to come from. Is it gonna come from Tevin Coleman? Is it going to come from Matt Breda, uh, Mostert? Who's going to have that big game in the ground? As for the 49ers themselves, they love to have that competition there in the backfield. But as a fantasy owner, last, the week before it was Tevin Coleman. This past week it was Matt, Dr- uh, Matt Breda. Who's going to be next week? I still think uh, Tevin Coleman is the back to own if I'm picking between the two. But again, Kyle Shanahan's offense can handle multiple running backs, so I have no fear on either one of them moving forward. Tevin Coleman, in my eyes, is a, a high-end RB2 moving forward, where Breda is a borderline RB, uh, borderline low RB2 slash flex option moving forward for the 49ers. But again, they're going to be going through a rough stretch of their, their matchups coming up. Um, so the 49ers, if, if we're looking at their schedule down the road, there's some be- definitely some uh, hiccups that we can possibly see on this ground game. But I do, I do still, still think both Breda and Coleman can be playable on a weekly basis. We just don't know if we're going to be getting those monster games out of either one of them. I doubt either one of them can, can withstand that RB1 unless something happens to the other one. But RB2, definitely feel both can be at that RB2 on a weekly basis. As for the Cardinals, Cardinals have a uh, a rough schedule themselves coming up. I think it might be time to, if you're actually looking to trade and it's not, and it's not a... Uh, a league where you're going to be looking at uh, keeping players or a dynasty league. I definitely don't hate the idea of maybe seeing if you can sell off some of your Cardinal players, players, especially if you can get some good value for them. They do have a rough schedule coming up uh, to close out the year, especially during our fantasy playoffs. So definitely take a look at it. If, if you need help elsewhere, you might want to look at maybe pushing some Cardinal players on their um, recent decent games. Uh, but, again, if, if it's a keeper league or if it's a dynasty league, I definitely think the Cardinals are, are, are players I want to keep a hold of. I would like what I saw of Kenyon Drake. Obviously, Christian Kirk, I think, has a tremendous upside. We've seen what Kyler, Kyler Murray can do. Yes, he's not the most um, uh, safe option. He has ups and downs games, but he's a rookie quarterback. I think we're going to see this throughout the season. Um, but as a keeper option, as a dynasty option, I think Kyler Murray is showing that he can play in this league um, on a weekly basis. On Sunday, we'll start off with the Broncos and the Browns. The Cleveland Browns continue to spiral downhill. Baker Mayfield didn't look very good. We're hearing uh, rumors that Odell Beckham is saying he's not getting the ball enough in his offense. Jarvis Landry's not getting the ball as much in his offense. The one player that we can trust on a weekly basis didn't have a good game yesterday in Nick Chubb. The entire Browns offense did not look good. The defense gave up plays to a bad Broncos offense. The Browns are showing that they are... uh, Maybe it's, maybe it's a youthful team, maybe it's the coach that's uh, too, too friendly with the players doesn't have that coach player relationship. He's, he wants to be more of a French a friend player coach kind of thing there in, in Cleveland. but the Browns as a whole who a, a team that I thought was going to be uh, one of the um, kind of contenders to maybe fight for a spot in the playoffs if not win that division there in the AFC North. They're looking like they're going to have another high draft pick for the Cleveland. And that's unacceptable with players that they have on the roster. You have Odell Beckham. You have Jarvis Landry. You have Nick Chubb. You have a decent tight end. You have Baker Mayfield. You have a decent defense. There's no reason this team should be sitting at 2-6. and six, And that's exactly where they're at. As for the Broncos... We saw the leadership um, at, at the wide receiver. Fantastic catch by Cortland Sutton. Coming into the year, I thought he was a player that was going to take a, make a major leap to that next level. And I thought uh, after the bye week, especially, he was going to kind of take over that number one role in the at the wide receiver. Now that we Manuel Sanders has been gone for a couple of weeks, we're seeing uh, Sutton become more and more of that. Um, uh, number one option there in the Broncos offense. And as bad as his offense has been, Sutton's has been pretty good this, this whole season. He continues to get better on the weekly basis. And that catch yesterday was fantastic. Noah Fant, the rookie tight end there for Denver. Fantastic day. Three catches, 100, over 100 yards and a touchdown. And that touchdown came on a 75-yard Bull over a couple players and rolled down the sideline. Uh, fantastic touchdown by Noah Fant. So it's showing showing upside of what Fant was looking like coming into the year. I think there's a lot of pieces the Broncos have on this offense. But as for this season, the only player that I'm really looking at uh, possibly trusting on a weekly basis is Cortland Sutton. Even Phillip Lindsay and, and Royce Freeman, I think they both have upside But by no means are either one of them considered safe on a weekly basis. But I do think Sutton is safe just because of the way he can go up there and get the ball and how he is the number one option. Fant does have upset, obviously, as we saw yesterday. But he's definitely not safe by any means. Next up, we have the Texans beating the Jacksonville Jaguars, actually destroying the Jaguars in London. Um, The normal suspects for the Texans, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, um, looked nice in the game. Gardner Minshew looked like a rookie quarterback yesterday, throwing a couple picks, fumbling the ball a few times. Um, Didn't look good. Yes, it wasn't all his mistakes. It was was his teammates as well. But anytime you're the quarterback on the team, you have to make sure you get your team going. And he was never able to do that um, with the Jaguars. Leonard Fournette did not get going at all. A big-time dud game for Leonard Fournette coming into a game that I thought he was going to be able to run against the Houston Texans, especially missing J.J. Watt, who's out for the season. Thought Leonard Fournette was going to be able to kind of step in that role. But most of these London games kind of are snooze-fest, and this seemed to be that case for the Jaguars. Hopefully they can get back on the road of things. And there might be a quarterback controversy with Nick Foles um, looking like he can come back in the next couple of weeks. Are they going to stick with Minshew, or are they going to go back to Nick Foles? My opinion, I think Minshew has earned the spot. I think he does keep the job, but it's going to be definitely interesting to see, being that they paid that money to bring in Nick Foles. Are they going to go with the young arm Minshew, or are they going to go with the guy that they wanted to get in the offseason they paid all that money to um, Nick Foles? I think Minshew is the future of this franchise. Um, yes, he, he didn't look very good yesterday, but he's looked pretty good um, for, the, for the last month or so on, as the Jags, Jags quarterback there in Jacksonville. So it'll be interesting on seeing what kind of quarterback controversy they have in Jacksonville moving forward. As for Texas, I think Kenny Stills is a player that is eventually going to pick it up. Um, He was a player that we were very high on once Will uh, Will Fuller went down with his hamstring injury. Kiki Cootie, another player that was uh, kind of an interesting player, has not gotten a snap since he went down with a hamstring injury. So you got to think that he is in the coach's doghouse. So definitely if you picked up Kiki Cootie as a flyer option, I definitely do not think he's going to hit because he's not played a snap in the last two games with Fuller out of the lineup. But I do think Kenny Stills is eventually going to pick up one of those big games – it's, it's going to come in one of these games here. Um, do, I do love uh, Kenny Stills moving forward, and I still think he does have upside in, uh, in, in our season-long leagues. Next up, the Buffalo Bills continue to roll. They beat the Washington Redskins yesterday. Josh Allen, decent game. Nothing spectacular, but that's what, that's what we get to Josh Allen. I, th- I think Allen's is a player that maybe he's not going to um, go off on a weekly basis, but I think he does have GPP winning upside if you play in DFS. Allen is one of those slate-breaking break- slate quarterbacks, but he also can put up games where he doesn't really do much. Yesterday he had a rushing touchdown, had a, had a passing touchdown. Other than that, he wasn't very uh, – nothing really special for Josh Allen, but he wasn't asked to do very much against the Redskins who didn't get much going on offense as a whole. What I am noticing for the Buffalo Bills is uh, Devin Singletary Uh, looked fantastic yesterday. I think we finally saw that breakout game from the rookie running back. If the Buffalo Bills coaching staff is smart, they're going to give him more and more reps um, uh, on a weekly basis, and he can become that bell cow uh, running back that can likely win you a championship in your fantasy leagues. And if you listen to me back in the uh, during drafts, I talked about how I was very high on Devin Singletary to get this job. This was when with Lashawn McCoy was still there. Then we saw Lashawn McCoy leave, and I was very even got higher on Devin Singletary. Yesterday was a breakout game, and I think we are going to see a player get better and better moving forward, and I think he's a player that can possibly win you a league if you listen to me and drafted him early on in your drafts this year. As for the Redskins, I'm not really high on many players here. Obviously, Terry McLaurin is a player that we can still use on a weekly basis in in PPR leagues. Yesterday's matchup was horrendous against the Buffalo Bills, a very good secondary. Um, They're very good against wide receiver ones. So, I think there are better days for Terry McLaurin, which we've seen in the past. And I think he's about the only player that I do trust on an offense. And it's really not really a trust because I think there's a better options than McLaurin. But I definitely think he's worth rostering in season long leagues moving forward, um, in, especially in PPR leagues. Next up, we have the Chiefs beating the Vikings on a last second field goal. No Patrick Mahomes, it so wasn't a problem against the Vikings. Matt Moore did his job. Tyreek Hill did his job. Looked fantastic. um, That uh, run by Damian Williams was pretty fantastic. If you you, you didn't watch it, definitely go back and look at it. That long touchdown run by Damian Williams. We're able to see just exactly how fast Tyreek Hill is. He was able to catch him from way behind um, going for that touchdown. uh, Obviously, we know he has phenomenal speed, but that play there showed how much speed Tyreek Hill truly has. Great game from Hill, great game from uh, Damian Williams, good game from Matt Moore. The Chiefs' offense uh, as a whole looked pretty good. As for the Vikings, they didn't get uh, Dalvin Cook going as much as I thought they were going to against a very bad Chiefs defense. I thought Cook was going to be in for a, a game where he can truly eat. They didn't give him the ball as much as they, they really should have. They relied on passing game a little more than I thought they were. They, they passed the ball much more than I thought they were going to do going into this game, especially with no Patrick Mahomes. Damien Williams again, a nice game for Damian Williams. But can we trust anybody in this Chiefs uh, ground game? Can we trust anybody on that backfield? They got McCoy. They got Daryl Williams. They got Damian Williams. They got um, that rookie uh, Thompson. I still think it's Damian Williams that I want to have, if I want anybody on the offense. And hopefully this is, the, this is the game that we kind of see him kind of get back into the way we saw him late last year and in the postseason. Um, so if I'm picking, obviously a running back in this offense is Damian Williams, but I don't know if we can trust him just yet. If we see another game out of Damian Williams, then definitely a player that I'm going to trust. But as of right now, I can't trust any running back for the Kansas City Chiefs the way they've been playing this year so far. Dolphins and the Jets. Um, looks like that was the game for maybe the battle of the uh, getting the first-round pick. The Dolphins, did they win or did they lose by winning the game? I don't know. Only time will tell. They did get the victory against the New York Jets. Tough news. Uh, Preston Williams, the fine rookie wide receiver that's been ha- having some decent games recently. Sounds like he's out for the season for the Miami Dolphins. Mike Gisecki, the uh, young tight end finally had that breakout game that I thought uh, we would get earlier this year. I, he was a tight end that, that I was looking at um, especially in Dynasty League to kind of take a shot on because I think he has tremendous upside. Yesterday six catches 96 yards, 95 yards I'm sorry for Giseki. I think he's a player that we want to definitely take a look at if you're looking at a tight end that you uh, that, that if, if, if you need tight end help and you, you possibly have a spot to kind of uh, bench a tight end definitely give him a look if you have a, slash, a stash spot on your roster for the tight end position. Le'Veon Bell didn't look very good. This was a game I thought coming into the week, Le'Veon Bell and Robbie Anderson will be able to get going. The entire Jets offense looked, looked lousy. The Miami Dolphins defense was able to keep them under control, and that's unacceptable against a bad defense like the Dolphins. So I think the Jets and the Dolphins are on the same boat. They're both going to be players that I'm likely not going to be rostering very many um, of either team moving forward in DFS. And uh, luckily for, for me, I don't have many shares of any of them in season long as well. As I talked about, Le'Veon Bell was one of my busts coming into the year. I, I, I definitely thought that th- this was a year that we're going to see a down uh, year for Le'Veon Bell, missing a whole year last year, going to a worse team worse offense, worse quarterback, worse system that just didn't go go well for Le'Veon Bell. Yes, I was a little high on him last week as a buy low, but again, you're buying low on a player that, uh, that can maybe help you down the road. I just don't know if that's going to happen now after watching that game yesterday. The Jets offense is horrendous right now. Speaking of horrendous offenses, the Chicago Bears continue to struggle. Their quarterback continues to struggle. They finally got to and kind of gave the ball a little more to Montgomery late in the game yesterday. He's the better back there in that offense. They need to realize they need to give him the ball more. Um, going up against the Eagles' defense, the Eagles looked fantastic in the first half um, going up against that offense, dominating all, all sides of that defense, ground, rushing. I think for a while there, they had like one total yard for majority of the first half. But then in the second half, we talked about Montgomery kind of got the ball. They started giving it a little more. The Bears' offense needs to get Montgomery going. They need to run the ball much more than they pass the ball because Trubisky is not a good quarterback. We're seeing him regress on a weekly basis. So if this Bears team is going to go anywhere, um, and, and right now they're sitting at 3-5, and five, so they're struggling as a team. They're wasting that, that good defense they have in Chicago. If they are going to go anywhere and kind of turn this thing around, they definitely have to get going, get the ground game going with Montgomery, give up on this whole uh playing Tyreek, uh Tariq Cohen and uh and uh um the other running backs there in that offense. Give the, give the ball to your workhorse uh, rookie back, Montgomery, and maybe you can turn things around. But right now, with Trubisky as the quarterback, I just don't see it happening. They're wasting a season on that great Bears defense. As for the Eagles, finally saw Zach Ertz put together a, a fantastic game. Nine catches, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Zach Ertz looked like the old Zach Ertz. Carson, looked, Carson Wentz didn't put up a monster game. Didn't look fantastic, but he didn't look bad either. Had a decent game against a very good Bears defense. I think the Eagles are going to start to show that they are getting back on track on that offense. I do like the Eagles in the second half of the season. Steelers with a close win over the Indianapolis Colts. Colts lose their quarterback Jacoby Brissett, went down with a knee injury. Hopefully it's not a serious injury. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a serious injury. Don't know quite exactly how long he's, how long he's going to be out, if at all. But um, the, the Colts obviously are a better team with Brissett in there. He stepped in very nicely once we heard the retirement of Andrew Luck. So as the Colts go, um, it's, it's going to be because of Brissett. They're already missing T.Y. Hilton. Um, with, that, with the news that T.Y. Hilton's going to miss multiple games, I think Paris Campbell is a player that we definitely want to look at in waiver wire um, this week, especially if Brissett can come back um, in the next game or two. Hopefully he doesn't miss any time, because the Colts are a team that I think can make some noise in the postseason with the way their defense plays, the ground game, and the way that Jacoby Brissett was playing. As for the Steelers, uh, got back on the winning track. They put their, their record back to 500. Mason Rudolph, nothing spectacular, nothing really spectacular as a whole on offense. Jalen Samuels, a player that if you played in DFS, I, I, he was a must-play just because of what, what he does in the passing game. Um, and, and with James Conner out, uh, I, I think he had 12 catches in that offense. Anytime you're gonna get a running back get that many, that, that many catches, he definitely is a uh, a must-play in DFS. And I thought he was a must-play also in season-long. Hopefully, you listen to me early on in in, in the week and pick him up in your waiver wire. Steelers offense, nothing spectacular, but nothing bad either. Uh, Steelers get the victory over the Colts. Next up with the Panthers beating the Titans. Christian McCaffrey continues to be that cheat code in fantasy. Unbelievable what he's doing this year. He is the he is by far the MVP of the fantasy world right now. You can make a case for Lamar Jackson, you can make a case for A bunch of players, but no one is touching what McCaffrey's doing on the football field. The guy is a tremendous talent on a weekly basis. If you play DFS, his price finally rose on both DraftKings and FanDuel. Didn't matter. Had Had, what, three touchdowns, over 100 yards rushing. Very involved in the passing game. McCaffrey is... Tougher and tougher to fade in DFS world. Tougher and tougher to play against if you're playing in season long because he just continues to go off on a weekly basis. McCaffrey is the fantasy MVP in the first half of the year. D.J. Moore, Curtis Samuel, both had decent games as well. We finally got to see the passing game with the outside receivers kind of get going with Kyle Allen. Sounds like uh, Cam Newton likely is not going to play again this year, so it's going to be Kyle Allen's team moving forward. They're sitting at 5-3. and three. I think there are uh, plenty of offense there in Carolina. Maybe they're starting to hit their stride. And, again, Christian McCaffrey, what can we say about him? As for the Titans, Derrick Henry, a nice game. A couple garbage touchdowns. Um, but, again, in fantasy, garbage time uh, counts just the same as it does when the first, second quarter. Don't mind when those come as long as you get them. And Derrick Henry did hit value on for the Tennessee Titans. Outside of Henry, that's about the only option that I really look at on this team. Yes, Tannehill had a, over 300 yards and a touchdown, but I'm not a Tannehill fan. He's, he's had plenty of time to show us what he is. He's an average quarterback at, quarterback at best only player in the Titans I look at is Derek Henry. I think he's a um, uh, most week starter, but he's definitely um, a, a player that we can definitely look at on a weekly basis, and that's the only one that I'm looking at for the Titans. Raiders and the Lions, high-scoring shootout there in Oakland. Um, plenty of, ta- plenty of uh, points to go around from Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Josh Jacobs. Um, decent game from Derek Carr. Plenty of options there in the passing game. And the ground game for the Raiders and Lions. But the biggest game of the weekend, the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. Plenty of scoring, plenty of passing, plenty of everything. Seahawks beat the Buccaneers in overtime. It was a good Jameis Winston week. This is a player that likely can look like a star in his league at the same time. In the same game, he can also look like a bad player. Yesterday, he looked fantastic against the Seahawks defense. Great game from Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston. Uh, Chris Carson had a decent game. Chris Godwin didn't have a great game, but he didn't have a bad game for PPR purposes. I think we're starting to to see that Mike Evans is gaining that that wide receiver one roll back from Godwin. But again, I think Godwin and Evans are both wide receiver ones moving forward. Both players are likely going to be top 10, top 12 receivers, top five five really on a weekly basis just because of how many times the Buccaneers are going to have to pass the ball. Uh, Bruce Arians talking about they're going to want to get the ball more and more to Ronald Jones. So does that make Ronald Jones an RB2? It uh, probably makes him a better RB2 as long as we can trust what Arians is saying. But give me all of the scoring, all of the offense, all of the passing in the Seahawks, Buccaneers. Can we watch that game over and over again? Fantastic game. Um, if you have players in that game, you likely got the W in season long this week. Chargers beat the the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams all put up bat uh, dud games really if, if you look at it. Aaron Jones, one of the best running backs in football this year, um, take away that week one. Now, if you take away the week one and this last game, he's been a great player, but he's had two big time duds. Yesterday was a bad game. I'm not worried about Aaron Jones. I think he's going to get better and better moving forward. This was just a game that just is going to happen with a player like Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers, again, I'm not worried about Aaron Rodgers, not worried about Devontae Adams. Adams back is a good thing. Um, he, he waited to is he 100% healthy now that he's back I'm not worried about that uh, toe injury kind of uh, re-aggravating that toe, toe injury I think the Packers will be back moving forward and Adams is the only wide receiver I want to own on this team um, with the way that uh, Rodgers distributes the ball, you just don't know who's going to get the ball. But we do know Devonte Adams is going to get the ball plenty moving forward in the second half. Adams is the player that likely is going to help teams, if you're able to withstand that injury, get back in the hunt, and be a big-time player. Maybe uh, it's like trading a player with the amount of time he lost. Now that he's back, he's going to get rolling, and your team should as well. Uh, don't worry about the Packers. As for the Chargers, Melvin Gordon, a t- couple touchdowns look good on, on the ground. Mike Evans, I mean, sorry, Mike Williams, continued to have those big games. Three catches, 100 yards. Keenan Allen continued to struggle this year. This is why I was not high on Keenan Allen coming into the year. I thought there was a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. Now that we're seeing Melvin Gordon kind of get going and Hunter Henry healthy, Mike Evans, Mike Williams healthy, we're starting to see Keenan Allen struggle on a weekly basis. Phillip Rivers doesn't look the same as well. Not a, I'm not really high on anybody on the on the Chargers moving forward, but I do think Williams and Hunter Henry are the two players I do like um, moving forward. Williams for his upside, and I think Henry is the safest player on this team uh, with the way he's getting used in his offense. Ravens give the first loss to the New England Patriots. Great game from Lamar Jackson, showing over and over again last night that he is the, mo- the best athlete on that football field. A couple tremendous uh, scrambles in the pockets. Great game from the Ravens, great game from the uh, Ravens' offense on, as a whole. Mark, he had a decent game, um, a decent game from like a, a couple different tight ends. Didn't see Mark Andrews have a, have a nice game, but I think it was more of a, the game script for him. Julian Edelman continues to be a PPR monster, 10 catches, only 90 yards, but he had a 10 catches, which is, which is just fine in PPR leagues. Tom Brady, nothing spectacular, but didn't hurt you either. 280-plus uh, yards and a touchdown, did have that one pick. But it was Lamar Jackson and the Lamar Jackson show for the Ravens. Ravens defense also got a score if you're, if you're keeping track. And the Patriots defense for once was not the elite defense we've seen on a weekly basis. The Ravens were able to get to them early and often on Sunday evening. We will close tonight's game. It's uh, the Cowboys and the Giants. They will close out our Week 9 matchups. If you're playing the one-game slate over on DraftKings, I think there's, the, there's obviously multiple different ways you can go. Um, DraftKings has the $10 uh, GPP tournament, 250000 bucks up top. That's life-changing money. It's a one-game slate, so you've got to find, find ways to be creative. I think there's four different ways that you can kind of see this game going. You can see a ground game from the, the Dallas Cowboys. You can do passing game from the Dallas Cowboys, ground game from the Giants, passing game from the Giants. Um, so there's different ways of going. So this is one of the games, um, some weeks you can kind of figure out which way people are, uh, teams are going to go so you can figure out your captain's spot. And again, your captain um, is going to cost one and a half times the salary, but you also going to get one and a half times the points for your captain as well. So you do get penalized for that captain spot over on DraftKings where Fanduel the price is the price, and you don't get penalized for their MVP spot, which is why I put a lot more of my um, single-game slate over on DraftKings. I just like the way they put together their, uh, their one-game slate there on DraftKings. So we're going, to concentrate, uh, that, we're going to concentrate on that today um, to give you some ideas of the way I'm looking at it. My opinion is I, I think you have to kind of figure out which kind of game script you're going to run with, and you run with it completely. You don't kind of uh, go away from it. So feel free to fade players. This is the only way you're going to win this, this kind of thing. And with the way there's being a, a very top-heavy payout structure, I'm looking at it as playing it for fun. If I hit something great, if I don't, hey, I'm going to move on to the next slate. This is a very top-heavy playoff. So, so, so I'm going to find a scripture, uh, a game script, And figure out the way I'm going with this game. My opinion is I think it's going to be a a passing game for the Dallas Cowboys and maybe a a passing game as well for the Giants. I think there's going to be plenty of scoring in both sides of the teams. Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones great plays for, for tonight Ezekiel Elliott getting more and more involved in the passing game we know Saquon Barkley is much more involved in the passing game than he is the ground game um he, he's good for between six and ten catches a game Elliott as we talked about is getting more and more involved as the as the year goes along um following missing the camp we're starting to get see him getting more and more those Zeke type of uh, roles in the offense so I have no issues going Dak Prescott um or uh Daniel Jones in your captain spot, and running it back with a, a bunch of those pass catchers. I think you have to go two or three pass catchers if you're playing a quarterback in that captain spot. The way I'm looking at the captain spot is I I may be looking to the to to, to uh, pay down at the captain spot. Maybe go with the kicker. Maybe go with one of the lower players there. Maybe going with like a. a, a, a one of the kickers is probably my, my way of going, but maybe you go with the Tevin, uh, 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 an Austin, maybe you go with the Jarwin, maybe you go with the Ellison, and that way you can kind of get everybody that you want in your flex, and that, that way hopefully you're kind of keeping away all the duds on your lineup. I think the best way of doing that is going with the kicker because we know kickers with plenty of scoring, kickers are going to get points in this game. So if you go with the kicker at your uh, captain spot, you can get the Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, get all the players that you want in your flex spot, and if you can avoid um, any duds going out that way. I just don't know if there's very many value plays tonight where, where, where you can look at the very bottom of the, the, the scoring and kind of see who's going to have a big game. Maybe you can get a big game out of Cody Latimer with no Sterling Shepard, but I can definitely not trust him maybe you get red ellison kind of have a decent game for the giants at the tight end position maybe maybe they use a little bit of the double tight end look um, but for me i think i'm going to go with the top, with the kicker Um, If if I'm looking at a pay up for the uh, captain spot, I'm likely going to go Ezekiel Elliott. I'm going to pay all the way up for Ezekiel Elliott. I just think this is a great game for him on on the ground and through the air with his offense. I think if you're going to go Dak Prescott, I definitely want to pair him up with Gallup and Amari Cooper. Both players have tremendous upside in this matchup against a very bad Giants secondary. If we flip it over to the Giants side of things, If if I'm going to fade anybody um, on either side of the ball, I'm definitely not going to be fading Saquon Barkley. This is a player that I think can have a a tremendous game in the passing game, a lot of dump-offs, a lot of uh, production out of the backfield against the Dallas Cowboys. Evan Ingram is another player that we can kind of look at. We know the Cowboys do kind of struggle against covering the tight end position. And it sounds like they may be out one of their better linebackers tonight. Um, He's questionable going into the game. And we know the kind of games that we've seen out of Jason Witten against the New York Giants. History says he's going to have a decent game, but can he still put together that decent game? I'm definitely going to have plenty of shares of Witten just because of history itself. He does put up monster games against the Giants. So the way I'm looking at it, I'm looking at Elliott, I'm looking at Barkley, and I'm looking at both quarterbacks as possible um, captain spots. Yes, that's a, not, a, a lot to talk about, but I'm also looking at the kicker. Maybe I'm going with uh, the Giants kicker. Maybe I'm going with the Dallas kicker for the uh, captain spot and being able to pay up at all the flex spots. That's the way I'm looking at tonight's slate. If I can't win tonight's uh, GPP, hopefully one of you guys can out there, 250000 up top to first place. That's life-changing money. I know I can use it. I'm guessing you can feel the same way. That'll do it for today's podcast. If you have not followed us over on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore genius underscore. And our website, as always, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. We have our Mastermind chat, weekly, monthly, full-season packages available. We have our DFS and season-long packages, both weekly and full-season available. And again, I want to be talking to our uh, accounts folks there, our subscription folks there at uh, Genius, and we're going to have those prices slashed in half now that we've reached beyond the halfway point. Second half, let's continue to roll. Let's continue to get in those playoffs. Let's continue to bring home those trophies, and let's dominate those leagues. Have a great day we